mentality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Welcome once again into the KCLR studios here for Come On Kind. This is season four, episode 17 with myself, Martin Quilty. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Miss Anya Farrell, or Mrs. Anya Farrell, I should say now at this stage. Good evening, Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are you? Could not be better apart from getting roasted yesterday out in Young Ireland's GA and Gordon at the coming months Gulf Finals. But other than that, it was great. The weather was brilliant. Lots of hurling activity going on. Carlo winning the Joe Mac Cup. Well mm-hmm. done to all of them and all our Carlo listeners. Kilkenny losing to Wexford. Well done to our Wexford uh, listeners, though. Well, it was, you know, they played better. I mean, any day you score five goals and lose, it's not a great day. But well done to Wexford keeping their status for next year in the hurling as well but we are going to start with the common Namunskull finals and they were sponsored of course by KCLR and they all culminated in five finals there was one played last Monday already but five finals the A, B, C, D and F finals took place in Young Ireland's GAA yesterday from 11 o'clock yesterday morning right up until about quarter or twenty past six yesterday evening and as I say that's where we got roasted because the sun was shining all day down on top of us in the very first game Conaghy was playing Mooneen Row and we'll discuss that later because it was the first time that Mooneen Row had actually taken part in a school's competition and they only went and they won it the Ryan D final then which was by far the best final of the day and that was between Tullerone and Paulstown Gorsbridge there was no separating these teams I can tell you folks it went to extra time it looked like that we might even have a finish on the day and it was so hot though it was decided that if it did uh, end in a draw after extra time that it was going to go to a replay it didn't happen Paulstown Gorsbridge coming away with the victory in the end and rightly deserved but I suppose the reason that we're going to start with that game because one of the mentors with the Paulstown Gorsbridge team is of course Mary Holden and she might tell me she's not a mentor but she was doing some shouting on the sideline yesterday I can tell you and in my book that becomes a mentor Um, she has lots of play uh, people around her as well but Mary Holden is the principal in Skullbreda in Paulstown she's a Gordon woman she has been involved with Gordon all of her adult life either training team she was chairperson of Young Ireland's Camogie Club as well she actually started school in Skullbreda she then progressed on to going to college becoming a teacher she then taught in the school she's in the school 37 and a half years and she's been principal out there for 23 years and last Thursday and Friday she decided to tell the school before they played in the school final that this was her last year she was actually going to retire and as a retirement present she wanted the school's final to come back to Pawstown and Goresbridge and they only went and done it for her. That is of course Mary Holden. Mary, welcome to ourselves in the studio here into Come On Kinds. I've built up a big expectation for you there now but after 37 and a half years being in the school teaching, 23 years as principal, you've decided it's time to hang up the school book, hang up the satchel and enjoy a bit of retirement. But what a way to go out. Oh, a fantastic way to go out, Martin. And um, yeah, uh, the girls were absolutely magnificent on the day. Um, their mentors on the day and all year um, were Ashley Hennessy and Aideen um, Fitzhenry, um, a good Wexford woman. And um 
two of our teachers and Mary Wall um, and s and in the school and they are the three who have soldiered with the girls all year been out training with them as teachers do um, at their lunch times and bringing them to the matches after school and you know credit as is in every school to the people who do that work on the ground I don't, I don't believe thing. you one bit that you had no input or anything along the way there that you instill some bit of your expertise and experience with those players as well um I was I was at the semi-final on the line um, out in Palmerstown. We played Castlecomer and um, a game I think that stood to our girls yesterday. Um, we were, I think it was six points down or nine points down in one of the games that I mixed up and they they came back against Castlecomer. They were 2-1 I think to a point down at half time. I had great faith in them uh, because I knew we weren't far away and sure enough we, we went ahead in Castlecomer against Castlecomer and um, a right ding-dong battle. Castlecomer um, were marvellous on the day as well. And at the end of that match, when we did uh, win and were ahead and knew we were in the final, nobody but I knew how special it was to me because um, I was the only one at that stage who knew I wasn't going to be around next year. So I was absolutely thrilled to even get to a final. We all know how hard it is to get to a final. It is. So to have the icing put on the cake yesterday and win the final... um, it was brilliant. It certainly was. I mean, you've dedicated all of your life basically to either teaching kids and inspiring them and helping them to grow into whatever they want to do in future life, whether that's go on to college or go into apprenticeships or whatever else that you want to, to do in life as well. But also part of the Camogie Club because you are a proud Gorn woman. You have taught the players in Gorn, you've coached, you've been chairperson of the Camogie Club out there. So Camogie is really instilled in your veins. So too is the GAA because you're heavily involved with Young Ireland's GAA club as well so what gives you the passion for both the teaching and to get involved in camogie um well i suppose both were instilled in me i suppose from from a young age um we'd be a family Fitzgerald family very steeped in 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 ga and in gordon ga um even though my dad was a, a proud clara man um uh, behind all of that so um plenty of healthy rivalry there as well and um you know i played camogie as uh, with um club in Gordon in, in my younger days and then that club broke up and then in later years um, I think about 1993 um, uh, we had played with Skiach two or three of us for a year and um, then we decided it was time to set up the club in Gordon again. So around 1993 I think or four um, we formed reformed the club in Gorn and um, which was fantastic and again I suppose going back to the previous club um, Beatrice Tracy who was I suppose Mrs Camogie in Gordon for many many years uh, you know she was the one I suppose who you know had a huge part to play in, in making us all proud of the Camogie game and all of that um, so it was great to see it all um, coming back to Gordon again back in, in, in the 90s and you know that's still there and it was secretary that I was then for many years there in, in the Camogie Club in Gordon and um, you know it's marvellous each year to see the new girls coming on and you know to see them coming through and progressing on to the juvenile teams and on to the adult teams and you know to have won that um, intermediate championship uh, back in 2018 um, was a very proud moment. 
do you know I had started off an awful lot of those girls as as young girls um, do you know I remember them as under eights and to see them going out that day and you know achieving what they achieved um, it's great and the same with, with the Paulstown girls you know there are many girls there that have come through us um, do you know um, the Colette um, was probably one of the first to make the breakthrough Colette Dormer and then currently on the senior panel you have Miriam Miriam Bambrick and Roisin Breen and Adrian O'Connor in, in recent times and you know Shauna Tracy captaining the intermediate team last year do you know it's fabulous and what role models they are you know for all the other girls that are coming through and not only those girls as well but talking about Beatrice and obviously you can't mention Beatrice without mentioning Teasy as well um, and two of their uh, is it nieces or grandnieces now I can never get this right but uh, you have obviously the Fitzgerald sisters that's there from Gorn and I know you're a proud Gorn woman and mm-hmm. very proud to see the, the girls up in Crow Park last year winning the All-Ireland Final and Tiffy getting the first point as well of the All-Ireland Final so between Paulstown and Gordon, you have a lot of players that's gone through your hands that are now inter-county stars and playing with the senior team which must make you a very proud woman it's nearly like that you're a mammy to every one of them (laughs) because they've gone through uh, your hands and you've coached them and instilled your bit of experience to help them along their camogie journey yeah, I suppose I wouldn't be the man in the sense I haven't been involved with them for a while. But um, yes, yeah, started them out. And uh, yeah, the two girls, Steffi and Tiffy, are they're my nieces. And uh, Tiffany's my goddaughter, so I'm very proud I of that. I did not know that, no. She'll probably kill me for saying that on the air now. Uh, but uh, yeah, so absolutely fabulous. Uh, you know, a very emotional day uh, in Crow Park. Um last August uh, you know to see both girls being there like you know um, you have to make the most of these occasions you don't know when they'll come around again and you know for all their teammates as well and you know as I said um, you know it's a proud day for all families when, when you get them there all the work that you've put in over the years all the you know the parents and everyone else that brings them around and to see them achieve their dream their dream because that is their dream you yeah. know you know I see in school you know often the, the girls and you know sometimes you get them to write what they'd like to be and you know when they're that age and, and Camogie is successful in Kilkenny that's what they aspire to be and that's what it's all about some of them will get there there's so many now involved in development squads as well and being coached and brought on there um, do you know it's fabulous It certainly is Right bring us back to yesterday talk about being proud proud of the school as well for their accomplishments yesterday you went in at half time you were down by a goal you probably should have been ahead I mean the amount of goal mouth scrambles that was there it was brilliant to watch both goalkeepers for yourselves and for Tullerone Juliet Mulligan and uh, Thierry um, Juliet wasn't on goal actually it was Eilish um, was on goal and Tierna Power for yourselves as well they were absolutely outstanding but at half time and you were there and you were having your team huddle etc what was going through your mind at that stage? Oh I had no doubt at that stage and either had the girls that we were well in the game um, as you said um, you know the, the Tullerone goalie had made some fantastic saves she had made a double save there just before half time and um, you know we had had our chances we we had a lot of wides you know so we were well in there and um, it was really at that stage you know to get the girls rehydrated a little bit and, and you know, it was very warm as you said and we were, it was. we were playing at that time the warmest time of the day and um, we went you know, we had that belief we were well in it and um, you know the girls made a couple of changes which which um, balanced up the team um, you know just 
just a little bit better than what they had had been before um, have time just to balance up against Tuller Owen and counteract their, their strong players as well and um, you know those changes kind of paid dividends into the second half but having said that Tuller Owen I think um, if I might uh, got two goals um, at the beginning of the second half before we um, you know and I thought maybe when they got the second goal I said oh gosh you know but I think that's where our semi-final game against Castlecomer really stood to the girls and I was talking to one of them today in school and I, I said it to her and uh, you know I said you know how did you enjoy the game yesterday and she said I did she said um, she said in, in the semi-final she said when we went behind we were afraid and you know we, we thought we were going to lose and we were afraid and then we didn't so yesterday she said when, when we were when we were playing we weren't afraid and whatever and I thought that summed it up certainly did yeah, yeah, yeah you were six points down at one stage we were. Um, yeah. I mean you got it leveled then at full time you came uh, you got the six points without reply it went into four piece at uh, full time mm-hmm. then extra time loomed and right at the start of extra time you got a goal and it set you on your way because there yeah. was no looking back from there. No. You were certainly the stronger team when it came to the, the periods of extra time as well. And at the full time whistle then, obviously the emotion of it all, you had it all done. You knew that was the end of it. You were going to be mm. finished with the school and you went out on a high and what a way to go out, Mary. Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. And I think the momentum that we had built up coming towards the end of normal time and drawing level, um, you know, um, that was stood to us going into the extra time. And as you said, we I think we scored one, two there early enough in, in that you know, first period of of extra time, and we kind of held on to that lead and had that momentum. The girls were they were out on their feet. I remember going out to them with water at some stage when when somebody got injured, and just saying, you know, keep going, keep going. You know, there's only a couple of minutes left now, and it'll be worth it. And yet, heart in mouth every time the ball went down <laughs> to the taller own goal. And you know, but again, credit to you know from one to to the last girl, and I said to them, even the girls and the subs, because it's all the work on the field that they did in school that strength up our girls to, to be what they were yesterday and um, absolutely fantastic and so proud of each and every one of them and of you know the girls who were over them and um, you know it's not even just about the win yesterday like it's been um, 16 years since we were in a final last in 2007 and actually Mary Wall or SNA who was, who was with us yesterday over the team was on that team in 2007 um, she was in school in Gorsbridge and they're always part of our team many of the girls who want to play so that's how hard it is to get to a final let alone win a final yeah. so I suppose when you're around long enough you know you have to make the most of it when you're there and you enjoy and savour each and every absolutely. win that you get absolutely Yeah. well Mary congratulations on a fantastic career in the education uh, industry we've we've chatted to people before they've spoke so fondly of you um, have great memories as well I know you're going to enjoy your retirement but you're not going to just completely go off the scale and just sit back and relax because we know you too well you'll be involved in something you'll get under eights now or something to coach as well and I know you're shaking your head no but in a couple of weeks time on your Farrell is laughing here as well she'll be bored on you and she'll be ready to go out again now shortly um, and still more uh, experience in that in it but um, look for the time being well done yesterday great win for the school um, brilliant that you went out on a high as well you've had a, a fantastic career um, and we, we we have talked to people about it as well and they have really said how well that uh, you spoke and you know that 
to all the pupils and that are treated as well so well done because it's not very often that uh, people come out and say that about a teacher never mind a, pri- <laughs> a, a, a principal so <laughs> when you're getting good praise Mary take it anyway but uh, thanks for joining us on thanks, Come On Kind it's Thank always you. a pleasure to have you and um, yeah as we say enjoy the rest of your evening enjoy the rest of your retirement and no doubt we'll meet one another somewhere along the line and even Crow Park hopefully by the, the sidelines anyway Mark. yeah exactly Mary thanks a million as Thank always you. Thank you Anya Brilliant day yesterday School finals um, I mean Mary's one as we said to her was definitely the pinnacle of it all I know it was against your poor school um, but I mean it was just outstanding it was fabulous yeah, absolutely great. My poor, I was just saying, my poor school. No, uh, Tullerone's not my 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 old school, but I know it's, it's not your yeah, old school, but you're part of the Tullerone club, club at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? And yeah, your heart would have to break, I suppose. Listen, you know, unfortunately, when it comes to finals, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. But um, runners up. Yeah, runners up. But by all accounts, that certainly seemed to be an absolute ding dong oh, of a Jesus, game yesterday. Um, we, we, we actually said it because um, myself and poor Pori Brennan got cost to do umpire for the five finals yesterday. That's why we got so roasted and we were out in it all day. But we even alluded to, I mean, John Welsh was refereeing it and they made us work because <laughs> the amount of goal line balls that was in there, so close to the line, they were putting bodies, hurls, legs, sticks, you name it. Everything yeah. was gone in the way to stop them balls going in the net. But it really was a spectacle of how well a game of Camogie can be played the high fielding was immense the blocking the mm-hmm. hooking the the scores that was got in it a fantastic advert for Camogie Yeah it certainly was and I suppose at that age group it's great to see that there's um, you know that it, you know the game was so closely contested as well and you know I believe the skill throughout the whole day I believe the skill was absolutely phenomenal um, you know some of some of the games were maybe a little bit more favour to um, one opposition than the other but saying that in all in all and we spot we spoke about this last year you know the, the primary school's final day has always been a, a, a huge day um, across the county and you know it's always been a really joyous occasion like I remember playing primary school's finals and it was you know absolutely brilliant but yeah you know hard luck to Tullerone you know just looking at it there we're very lucky that we have some really really good players coming up along and you know they had a good strong panel there 21 players which is really good to see for a very small parish and a very small community to have 21 girls talking out there and heading to um, a primary school final it was absolutely brilliant to see and you know fair play to Brida Holmes you know if anything she instills Camogie in that school and hurling in that school and she makes sure that everybody there has a hurl in their hands um, the majority of the time and Sinead Cash obviously coming in and helping her out as well this year Sinead has been has been absolutely colossal and brilliant with Tullerone Camogie especially at underage development as well and you know she's bringing in all her wisdom and all her experience from being a, a former you know Kilkenny senior Camogie player there as well so you know it's, it's great to see Sinead getting involved as well It certainly is Right, we're going to move along then because obviously the B final was contested between Tullerher and Coon Mokalee and again this was an unbelievable game of Camogie play between two very good teams um, and joining me on the phone line right now is Kevin Cummins who is the principal in Mokalee School so Kevin, how are you this evening? Good sir not too bad feeling much better this evening than I was yesterday morning (laughs) after after the display yesterday but yeah no it was a great day yesterday it certainly was I mean you probably had the best of the day that was in it because the sun was really beaten down later on in the afternoon you were the second last game that was on I know you were a small little bit delayed because obviously the the game between Tullerone and Paulstown actually went to extra time so everything got pushed back 15 minutes but I mean for the the school for both Coon and Muckalee we heard 
heard Mary Holden here talking earlier on that the last time they were in a final was 17 years ago it's very hard to get to finals especially at primary school level but for yourselves yesterday you got to the final and you came away with a victory and done so fairly well I mean at the end of the day you were comfortable winners over Tullahar great performance and you must be delighted for both the schools Delighted, yeah. Now the the scoreboard the scoreboard told a different story to the game itself. It was a tough, tough match. We played Tullerher before, well, last year in the under twelves in the with the clubs, and we knew exactly what we were up against. And they were, uh, they were brilliant. They were a dogged and determined team. But our girls, in fairness, they they just put their heads down and did what had to be done. The scores probably came a little bit easier to us yesterday, but that was just on the day. It could have been the reverse of the scores if it was you know different circumstances and depending on how the game had gone. But no, we're all delighted with everybody, all the girls from Coon and Muckley. Unfortunately, before the game started, you were forced into one change when Grace Corbett wasn't able to play. And I'm assuming that was due to a finger injury because obviously she had him strapped up after the game yesterday as well. So it is a pity for herself that she didn't get to play in the final. Our our co-captain Grace, and she had played so well all through the year. But um, yeah, she broke her finger playing football. This is the joys of these girls. They're all so busy. They have so many activities and sports. And, you know, she was the unfortunate one where this came against her. But her, her input and all the stuff she'd done all the way up along wasn't forgotten. And she was up in the stand. She was delighted with herself. She was one of her co-captains and she got to receive the trophy. So I felt we all felt very sorry for her. But I suppose it spurred the girls on to greater things. They're all they're a very tight-knit group, the whole lot of them. And when they saw one of their comrades in arms was down injured, I suppose they lifted the game that extra few percent. Yeah, they certainly did. I mean, I'm just looking at my uh, notes here even from our lovely producer who's uh, up in the stand keeping an eye on the game for us. I mean, you certainly had a lot of good performances all around from number one to number 13, but three players certainly stood out for us and we highlighted them. And that was Ruby Mullins, your joint captain, Julia Healy, and also Una Cummins as well, because when the team was really playing well, those three players stood up and every one of the players in fairness did, but they really shone and they stood out their, everyone's skill level their commitment their determination like it was really instilled into him and you could see that and even the management that was over on the sideline there was nothing only encouragement coming from the sideline as well which is fantastic to see I don't think I heard anyone of any of the teams actually giving out to no. either of any no, of the, the teams that played any, 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 of, any of the games that were on yesterday was the same thing and that's the way it's supposed to be you know like what is it it's, a, it's, it's an under 13 county title it's brilliant don't get me wrong but in the bigger grander scheme of things it's to get these girls out there and enjoying sport and being part of a team and that's what it is win lose or draw because we've had plenty of losses and draws in the past and you know yourself you lose more than you win but it's lovely that someone acknowledges that because all the schools all that you hear on the sideline is encouragement and support and even to, to pick three girls out of, the, of all the girls that played yesterday I'd be loath to do it because obviously we haven't seen them grow up and develop as Kmogi players all the way up and along since junior infants I see the effort that they put in and how many of them played out of their skins yesterday all of them all of them the three girls that came on as well everybody put in a performance for the ages based on their own ability their own level their own drive it was super that was probably the most satisfying thing we were talking about it among ourselves on the sideline about how every one of the girls head held high nobody let the head drop they all put in a mighty effort and I suppose they got the reward but you know yourself that's not always the way you could give it 110% and come out on the losing end as well look at Kenny yesterday so you know I suppose you enjoy the moments when you can but I think every girl that put the jersey on yesterday was a, was a star was a hero yesterday Yeah they certainly were any one of the, the 10 teams that was out yesterday every one of mm. them are all stars in fairness to him and um, a great advert as well for the game of Camogie I suppose for yourselves having Coon and Mokalee as the two schools would you have much of a catchment area because obviously a lot of these girls are feeding into St. Martin's into the juvenile section yeah. and you know going on to the under 
the 14s and then 16s later on or would you have maybe some other players that might be coming in we'll say from the, the surrounding areas and that to yourselves We'd always have a healthy mix now. They'd be in the minority, but we have we had one player yesterday, our, our centre forward Lucy Hogan was from a lock and she made she had a huge impact. She scored one seven, I think, from play. Brilliant. But again, once they come into school, it's a different scene altogether. As in not most of the girls are coming from the club, but even regardless of club once they put on the school jersey, away they go and they are part of the Coon Muckley team. But yeah, ourselves and Coon will be very, very close. Miss uh, Miss Drennan up there and myself got on really, really well. One of the teachers on the sideline, Miss Crilly, was from Coon and the other two teachers, Miss um, Miss McCarthy and Miss Bergen were from Muckalee so it's all it's all everyone's working together for the same aim which is just to get the girls out playing and the boys it's the same with the boys team as well get them all out playing get them all enjoying the sport and that's the most important thing is to have all our young players both boys and girls yeah. enjoying it and that's where coming a month ago it comes into its own it's fantastic competition great for everybody to be able to get out and play it Absolutely. and to have even I know it was disappointing that we couldn't get into Nolan Park yesterday but to have a venue like Young Ireland's and to have the same experience as they would have had in uh, Nolan Park Nolan yesterday Park, anyway yeah. with the fanfare and the photographs and, the stand, yeah. Yeah. and it was, the response from the families in Muckalee in particular was massive so many of them came out to support the girls which we the boys last year in the in the country cup final we got great support and they all came out again yesterday for the girls so that's what it's all about like they're coming into school morning noon and night with a hurl in their hand and a helmet under their oxter and that's what you want to see you know it's a nice mix of you know they go to school to do their learning but they also go in there to meet their friends puck around the ball and isn't it great that's the way it's supposed to be exactly well Kevin thank you so much for joining us here on our Come On Kind podcast this evening well done to yourself and to both Coon and Muckley and well done to all of the teachers as well in both schools who instil their expertise and they go out and they give up their time and they coach the kids as well to progress them along through either their hurling or their camogie careers as well and we really do appreciate all the work that the principals and the teachers do because it's not easy getting games played throughout the year as we know and everybody really appreciates it so to yourself and all the teachers in both Coon and Tamukali well done on a fantastic victory and thank you so much for promoting the sport of camogie Thanks very much. I'll take that back into school with me tomorrow, okay? Perfect. Thanks a million for that, Kevin. Really appreciate it. Thanks. That was Kevin Cummins there, the principal of Muckalee School, joining us to have a chat about Coon Muckalee's victory yesterday. And we didn't get a chance, actually, to have a chat with some of the people afterwards because... We were really short on manpower yesterday, but the time constraints, the sweat was dripping off of us all. But um, have we anyone else lined up for an interview later on for the schools? No, um, I'm just waiting actually now because our lovely Edwina Grace was trying to do something for me as well earlier on and hopefully I can manage to do that. I take it she's after putting it in under the MQ for myself. Right, I was actually managed to catch up with Philly Lonrigan who is the uh, one of the mentors with Moonin Row. I can't say he was is he the principal up there he is the principal fair Philly it's Philly um, and I know Philly for many many years and we've had many a battle I can tell you down through the years as well when he was playing with Wine Gap but it was the first year that Mooney and Rowe had entered a team into the school's competition they had been playing very well with football etc and they decided they were going to enter the Camogie this year they played Conaghy in the very first game they won it fairly comprehensively but in fairness Conaghy were missing um, a good few of the regular starters from that game as well which really wasn't a fair reflection on the game because they put in a huge effort into it but well done to Mooney and Rowe on their fantastic victory and I managed to catch up with Philly Lonrigan after the game and here's what he had to say to me 
Philly Lonrigan, manager of the Moaneen Rose School. You have a big smile on your face and why not? It's your very first year entering the coming of months called finals competition and you've just gone and beat Conaghy in the final. Great achievement for these young girls. Martin, uh, we're thrilled. Uh, super success for our school. Um, for the last decade or more, the last 12 years, we've been putting in a big effort to promote the, the national games, hurling, camogie, Gaelic football and handball. And um, we've had success down through the years, primarily with um, football with the boys and the girls. We won our first uh, ladies football in 2015. We won our first country cup title with the with the boys in 2016. And we have a sprinkle of handballers throughout the school as well. But uh, hurling, Marinka, Kenny Martin and sure, camogie is what we're trying to promote. And uh, we're fortunate at the top end of the school this year, uh, we have uh, serious interest from the girls. And uh, we have had uh, mighty achievements, whether it be quizzing, basketball, whatever, you name it, the mini sevens football and a Ryan A football for the first time ever. We're absolutely thrilled, but uh, the camogie now is really, that's after putting ice and the icing on the cake for us. Um, we're thrilled with it and I'm thrilled for the, for the girls because... Um, we have a small number of girls who go in to play um, camogie with uh, Aaron's own and they're blessed to have the opportunity but a lot of the girls don't so uh, their first their first interaction with camogie was within the school and please God they'll keep it going now but they have a county medal now for primary schools hurling in their back pocket in the champ- in the in the county of the All-Ireland Champions Kilkenny so we're absolutely thrilled and uh, Martin they can't leave the opportunity to go without giving a big shout out um, uh, within our school the staff are great you know uh, there's matches within school time we have to organise cover there's transport we have to organise transport and the parents are very good as well, but especially uh, with the girls' football, the three men, Mr. McHugh, Mr. Kelly, and um Mr. Maher and Kathleen Connolly and SNAR school they give great time and the same for the camogie and uh, all staff because it takes it takes a team effort but uh, um, please God now it'll have a knock on effect for the future in clock and morning row and uh, they'll have teams into the future but uh, there was a few, a few stars showing bright there today Martin and uh, there, I, I'd love to see him wear the county jersey because uh, there's a big interest in uh, Kilkenny and camogie and we're, we played Clara in the in the, lady, in the ladies football and they were all looking for signatures from Paddy Deegan but it is Paddy Deegan's from clock and morning row we're looking for and we're writing letters to people we admire they're writing to Katie Taylor and, or sorry Katie Power and we had Claire Field and Tosh in our school so they all look up to those but really we need we want to create our own stars in Morning Row and Clock Tell us is the school above in Morning Row have you a big catchment up there or like no, you only work off from a, a small pool no, of players small. The, I tell you we're, kind of, we're the most northeasterly part of Kilkenny and uh, Comer eats into our catchment area Clock eats into our catchment area Cresce Yard and Coen so very small but um, to be honest there's a good population there numbers have built up over the years which we're, which we're proud of so we try to give them as many opportunities as we can and you know it's only normal parents in Kilkenny they love the sport and they love the, the GAA so this is a big market the Ryan A with the girls was massive and the Mini 7s was massive and um, so this is uh, I'll be honest it's brilliant and we have another we have another five weeks of school left so there'll be a smile on their face and we can look forward to the fun activities we certainly will it's very important to keep girls playing as you know bringing the girls along up for development squads then on to county at under 16 and minor level yeah. you certainly have a couple of players to stay or Philly that are well capable of putting the stripy jersey on them in later oh, years I definitely and I'll be honest We'd all, we'd all be beaming with pride if we could go up to Crow Park and see the girls wearing the jersey but I'll tell you we're hopeful and the parents are hopeful because I know I know they're mad keen and I'll be honest we have a sprinkle of hurlers as well it's fair to come in the month school in Kilkenny Camogie they're giving them great opportunities we had a boy this year from our school he was in at half time playing for, and we had a different boy playing hurling and football so brilliant and uh, so Kilkenny are fortunate and uh, it's a tricky one Martin now um, 
they're talking about competitive and non-competitive in the GA this year but uh, on years like this it's lovely when it's competitive when we're strong but there's other years then I'll be honest I can see, I can see both sides but uh, to Martin and Kilkenny um, Camogie and to the Common One School I know Dermot Dunphy and the guys Jim Fenley in previous years have done great work we are, uh, we're thrilled to be participating in every year and it definitely adds to school life from the junior infants up to the, se- up to the senior end I saw junior infants there today looking at their cousins and their friends and their neighbours so <laughs> please God they'll have the hurley on their hand now when they go home this evening exactly well well done fantastic match to watch great bunch of girls that you have there keeping playing it for the five weeks and for future years and congratulations on being uh, school champions right we are going to announce the rest of the school's Finalists. The Ryan A was between Clara and Bunskull, Macaulay Reach, and it was a victory for Clara in that one. Claire Phelan, one of our senior players, was actually the coach along with Richie Mulrooney there. So well done to them. As we said, Cool Lee was the winners of the Ryan B. Uh, St. Aidan's was the winner of the Ryan C. Paulstown Gorsbridge, the winner of the Ryan D. And Mooning Row then was the winner of the Ryan F. So we're going to move things along from the school's competitions because it was great. And well done to Ken Maguire and all in KCLR for sponsoring it and being out here uh, in Gordon and doing the presentations and the whole lot for us so well done to everyone there moving along on you to the Glen Dimplex Intermediate Championship which kicked off at the weekend it was Kilkenny and Dublin it was played in TU Blanchard Town at 5 o'clock on Saturday evening and there was only a one point game in the a one point between the teams I should say at half time uh, oh one sec I know what's wrong now you have to press the no yeah it's direct right don't mind us we're trying to get a phone line here to get an interview with somebody else and the poor producer is trying to dial the number etc but anyway Anya it was Kenny and Dublin that was on at the weekend she's pushing so many buttons here I can't even hear myself thinking but um, yeah good victory for Kenny 4-13 to 1-4 over Dublin there was only a point in it at half time um, strange to kind of know that but Dublin I suppose had learned a few lessons mm-hmm. from the last time that they played one another in the semi-final but yeah good victory and a good start to the intermediate team yeah really good start for the intermediate team and I suppose it's setting them up nicely um, you know I suppose for the for the next game against Cork which I think you know is really going to be the top of the table clash really for both of these teams coming out of this group but I think listen you know Kilkenny have been on the road now for the last four weeks in a row and um, you know they're, they really are nearly due a break and I suppose they're really going to have to push themselves and try and get over the line um, next weekend um, I guess Cork as well but listen I'm sure the lads will be very happy day one out getting a victory from it by all accounts it certainly sounds like um, Dublin have learned an awful lot from that game but I think you know the management team will be very very happy to come away with a victory this is where I suppose they want to be and they're in the All-Ireland stage now and that's a very good point because the management the manager himself Mr Seamus Kelly is joining me on the phone line now Seamus how are you this evening? All good, Martin, and yourself? Sure, we cannot complain at all at all. It was a good victory for yourselves over Dublin at the weekend, albeit it got off to a little bit of a rocky start for yourself, considering that the uh, transport and that was a little bit of an issue. But other than that, it wasn't a bad day at all at all for you. No, 
look, um, yeah, we got a few few little things sorted early on today. Yeah, we got we got on the road anyway, but I suppose from the minute the ball was thrown in, it was a, a rocky start also. Um, it was Dublin really, you know, it was real championship start. They just came out of the traps and they just hit hit hard, hit everywhere. You know, they were just not giving the girls a chance to get onto the ball. They were smothering every opportunity, you know, and then they, they got that early goal, you know, which kind of, you know, got their got their tails up a bit, like, you know, so I suppose going in a half time, only a point up, kind of made us really realise that we're in championship now, so we had to make a big decision at half time whether we're going to, you know, step up or stand up to the, to the intensity Dublin we're, we're, we're setting or we're going to, you know, come out there with a loss, but thankfully anyway that, uh, you know, we got things, got things right. I suppose to, second half and got the ball rolling, you know. So yeah, it's supposed to be fair though as well that you know there wasn't much between the Leinster final and the first round of the All Ireland series as well. So um, you know legs could have been tired from that uh, first half because it did take a lot out of you in the Leinster final against Carlo because they really did put it up to you. But you did pull away from Dublin in the second half and it was I suppose important to get a good start to the competition as well because there is uh, four teams within the group and you know the top team would go straight into a draw for a semi-final so you could be lucky enough to be picked out as one of the two teams that gets the boy into the semi-final as the group winners or if not it's the quarter-final spot for you so you know it's really important to get that good start and you certainly did do that even coming away in the second half and as we say 4-13 to 1-4 victory it's not a bad old result at the end of the day no, look, it was it was a, it was a great it was a great result to get, and as you just mentioned, you know, to get to get the first start, to get the first win, you know, and in, in the group was hugely important as well, considering it's a four-team group, you know. So look, you know, we've we've Cork coming up this Saturday, which this going to be the fourth time we've met them this year, you know, on two occasions they've beaten us, on one occasion we drew with them in the league final, and you know, and we know we're under an illusion that's going to be a a big task, you know, as uh, as as we've grown as a team and a panel, like I'm sure Cork are the very same, so. Come five o'clock on Saturday, it's going to be, you know, when the ball's thrown in, it's going to be a, it's going to be a serious battle, I think, anyway. Well, it certainly will. I mean, if you look at all the battles that you've had, as you say, this is the fifth time, I think, or the fourth time that you play one another. Two of them have been in the the league final. The first one went to a draw. Car coming away the second time. You know, you were playing one another in the round robin series as well. I don't mean to be predicting that and I know you're not taking it this way either but when you're looking at the, the table with Cork, Kilkenny, Galway and Dublin you're potentially looking at yourself and Cork with this game at the weekend to decide who's going to top the group and potentially get that draw into the semi-final so even though it is only the second round in the round robin series it kind of takes on a, a bit of a meaningful um, game for yourselves to be able to go and potentially be Cork and get that top spot if you want it Look, it's going to be a hugely, hugely meaningful game. Like you know, if you know, if, you, if, you, if we beat, if we beat Cork this this weekend, you know that two or three wins, which should push you in a good position going into your last game. But again, not only that, like again, look, we've met Cork twice this year, and there's probably been seven or eight points between us. You know, like you know, this 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 group of Kilkenny girls are so determined, you know, to to, to you know to meet Cork in Championship to try and you know show that they're they're not there's not seven or eight points between them. No, I'm not saying we're going to blow out the water or anything. We're, we're saying that it's going to be a close game, but look, in fairness to Cork in the in the, in the replay of that league final, you know, with 15 minutes to go, they they showed their class and the hurlers they have, you know. So again, as the cliche goes, under no illusions whatsoever of what what they're going to bring and the personnel they had from midfield to the forwards, you know, they tend to experience there, Martin, you know. So 
but look again if it doesn't go our way the game against Galway is going to be you know essentially uh, you know a knockout game you know you, you need to be getting two or three wins in, in this group to, to get any further so definitely whoever gets the result here on, on Saturday is going, to, is going to stand to him in the long run Yeah it certainly will I suppose you have one major long term injury worry and that is obviously Danielle Morrissey because it looks like she's not going to be available for the remainder of the season so other than that did you come away with a clean bill of health at the weekend? I know, sort of any championship game we came up, we're coming away with a few knocks that we're trying to we're trying to work through at the moment anyway. So um look in the next two or three days I kinda of know where we stand. So so I'm um, Jane Cass unfortunately picked up four stitches, four stitches in her shin, um from a slap of her across the shin. So just hoping that that kind of heals heals well enough for to kinda of get into contention for, for Saturday's team, you know, and me feeling picked up a bit of a dead leg there as well. So we kinda of just need to see where, where those injuries kinda of, you know, heal and Claire Dotney as well is kinda of struggling with her knee also so we're trying to assess it day by day to see kind of where these girls are going to be at or they're going to be fresh enough to you know for selection come Saturday so look here uh, Kay Kelly is working working Trump's there best she can to try and get everyone as fresh as fresh as they can for this game on Saturday so look fingers crossed yeah exactly well listen I'm going to let you go because I know you're a busy man and uh, you took time out to have an interview with us at short notice and I really do appreciate that and the best of luck to yourself and the rest of the team against Cork at the weekend and we will be giving details of that game uh, very soon when we're previewing that game as well but for the time being James Kelly thank you so much well done on the victory at the weekend and the best of luck this weekend coming yeah, cheers, man. Thanks very much. Perfect. Good, ma'am. Thanks, Mill, for that. That was Shem Kelly, the manager of the intermediate team there. And Anya, you predicted that uh, win that was going to happen at the weekend. We're going to move along to... Actually, we won't. What we'll do is we'll preview this next game, too, while we're staying in Group 1. So, Kilkenny and Cork at the weekend. You know, they played one another on several occasions. Cork beat them already in the league the round robin series in Pilltown mm-hmm. went to the league final mm-hmm. draw Kilkenny should have won it potentially yeah. they didn't went to a replay and as Shem said Cork really did show their class and their experience in the last 10 to 15 minutes and put Kilkenny away like any good teams normally do mm-hmm. now you're meeting one another in the second round of an all Ireland series and this game potentially could be a table topper to see whether you get a boy potentially now as we say we have to say a potentially because there's three groups in this and the way that the format works is the top team in each group goes into a hat and the top, two teams that's pulled out of the hat first of all gets a boy into the semi-final and the remaining team goes into the quarter-final so while you top your group you're not guaranteed a semi-final spot yeah. but it would be great to be in the draw yeah. So it has a bit of meaning this game at the weekend. Yeah, it certainly does. You know, I was actually having this conversation with um, somebody today as well about <coughs> it. Um, you know, do you do you kind of aim to go top of the group to to potentially get that semi final position? Because I do find sometimes that quarter final game does actually help. Now. And I'm going to say it now, I would be very, very shocked if Kilkenny and Cork both didn't come out of this group. Um, I think they, they should both be really coming out. I think the two of them are going to be big All-Ireland contenders there. Uh, for the game this weekend, I think you have to look at Kilkenny. I think Kilkenny have certainly grown and have learned an awful lot since um, since the league final. I think they've had some some decent games under their belt. Yeah. Um, I know they're probably pushing up cricket scores in a lot of them, but I think that's only giving a massive boost of confidence to the panel as mm-hmm. well um, and I think these girls are probably kind of waiting in the long grass waiting for their chance to pounce at Cork again and I think you know certainly with Cork having to come to Kilkenny in the middle of a championship you know I think that's where the girls could really produce the goods I think this Kilkenny intermediate squad have certainly you know 
been, you know, huge. We like they've been brilliant all year. Um, they're producing, you know, brilliant results all year. And I think certainly, I think this All Ireland Championship campaign. I think. Cork are probably coming at the right time to Kilkenny um, I think Kilkenny are really going to pounce hard this weekend If those injuries though don't heal up and apart from Danielle Morrissey who was very good both in the, the league final yeah. in uh, Tipperary mm-hmm. um, and the replay in Tipperary also she's going to be a huge loss to mm-hmm. the intermediate team but also if those names that was mentioned earlier on are missing for the weekend as well yeah. yes there is players that's there but having that kind of calibre and that experience missing from your starting team as well is certainly going to disrupt preparations going into the game. Yeah, it certainly does. But I think, you know, it, it, for Danielle Marcy, Kilkenny have really had to go without her for the whole the whole Leinster campaign. So, you know, it's not as if this is kind of just, you know, a last minute thing that she's only after getting injured this yeah. week. They have no, that's gone, fair, yeah. You know, like they have gone the last three or four weeks without her. So they've certainly moulded it and moulded somebody else into that position. Claire Donny, I think for me I think would be definitely a major concern there if she whether she's going to play a part or not um, you know I think she's just been excellent throughout their whole campaign this year in particular in the in the Leinster final I thought she was excellent she had a really really good game against Wexford and she had another very good game against Dublin as well and you know I think she's kind of coming right as well at the right time so she would be definitely concerned but I think when you look at it there you have the likes of Ellen Gunner and you have the likes of Emma Hall who they seem to be consistently bringing onto the field to play there as well these guys are coming in they're getting you know four or five points between them in these games so certainly their bench is quite str- is, it, their bench is decent enough as and well and we like can see what the bench happened with Offaly at the weekend as yeah. well it contributed to six points in the Joe McDonough Cup final so exactly. you know just because you're on the bench for the starter doesn't mean that you're not going to have an impact when mm-hmm. you come on Yeah certainly and I think when you look at it um, Aoife Cantwell started against Dublin this day or just the weekend gone and you know Marie Kendi would obviously maybe feel a bit out of luck not mm-hmm. maybe you know yeah. getting her starting position so she's another option there to come in she's going to add a lot of strength into that team too I don't know I don't think like obviously the injury concerns are going to be a worry because they probably w- these girls would have certainly fielded against Cork in the league final but I think the way this Kilkenny panel are going at the moment I think there's certainly girls that are able to just slot in and are just be able to take up the reins straight away this is a, and I, I've mentioned it before and I'm going to say it again this is a very very good and strong Kilkenny intermediate squad we have this year OK so just to get your prediction then for the weekend Kilkenny or Cork did you say? I'm going Kilkenny You're going with Kilkenny yeah. OK let's move along to group two then and there was two games that was down for a decision uh, last weekend the first one being Derry and Wexford that was all the way up in Owen Beg. it was a home game for Derry and Derry coming away with this comfortable winners in the end 217 to 7 points you mm-hmm. did say that Derry potentially yeah. was going to win this alright and you were dead right but did you expect the winning margin to be as big as it was? Yeah, I did, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I think Derry, I think people need to be very weary about Derry this year. And I suppose, and again, this is the problem with the league, the fact that we didn't get to see the likes of the Derry, the Meads, the Kerrys. I think this is where the this is where the problems are going to be caused now in the last stage of an All-Ireland Championship. You know, you're meeting, you've met the Corks, you've met the Tipperaries, you've met the Galways, who I suppose their senior teams would be classed as, you know, very strong. Um, but when you're looking at them at that division, they probably weren't as strong as I would say, let's be realistic, mm-hmm. Kenny would have liked. Yeah, yeah. I do think, you know, certainly Meath, Kerry and Derry are going to play massive roles in the All-Ireland as well. Well, talking about massive roles, I mean, Antrim and Carlo was up against one another. Mm. Antrim won the junior, uh, not last year, the year before, 2021, correct? Yep. They beat us in the final. Um, they play Carlo. Carlo put last up. Last year. 
the one last year. Was it 2022? Yeah, Darvla, Cosgrove, wasn't it? She scored three goals, Hattrick. Mm. Yeah. Was last it last year? Yeah. Was it, I thought that was 2021, yeah. that'll tell you. Right, anyway, they played Carlo. Yeah. And um, Carlo put it up to Kilkenny in the Leinster final. Mm-hmm. They went to a hoggle at the weekend to mm-hmm. take on Antrim. And they got a draw. Yeah, that's a brilliant result for Carlo. I think that's a really, really good result for Carlo. Like, it was always going to be a tough task you know, coming up against Antrim anyway. But then I think having to go to Antrim to try and get a victory out of it, that was just going to add more pressure onto this Carlo outfit. And I think Carlo probably, you know, learned an awful lot of lessons from their second half performance against Kilkenny mm-hmm. in the Leinster yep. final, but took an awful lot of confidence from their first half performance, knowing that they're well able to keep toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the country. And they produced another fine performance in Antrim. I think... That I think that Antrim that draw in Antrim I think that's really going to stand to Carlo I think Carlo are going to come out of their group as well um, and I think that draw is going to certainly stand to them to come out of it OK well we'll grow to the groups in a minute but we are sticking with uh, the same with the intermediates and group three the first game between Meath and Leash and this was a big victory for mm. Meath 6-19 to 2-3 in this one and you did say it was going to go that way Yeah you know kind of you know not really you know, not really a shocker there to be honest with you Meath they're really powering through and you know they're pushing themselves and you know they were competing in a league final as well this year and I think that's the difference with the, the league that Kilkenny played in and the league that Mead and Kerry have played in I think it's slightly more competitive for them and I think that's where it's probably going to stand to them coming to the championship but that's a really really good result for me very disappointing for Leash though It is um, I suppose when you're looking at it and it could potentially come down to scoring difference in either yeah. one of them groups so mm-hmm. you know having a score like that certainly doesn't do any harm Westmead and Kerry played one of another in TEG Cusick Park in Mullingar and we know what Westmeath are like normally yeah. at home they're hard to beat it ended in a draw 1-11-2-8 so do you think it's a good result for both teams or do you think one will be disappointed over the other? I think it's I think um, Kerry will be disappointed with that like I'm kind of you know pushing you did Kerry. Say Kerry was going to yeah, beat this I, one I yeah. think Kerry will be a bit disappointed with that like I know obviously it's a difficult situation to again have to travel and to try and get a victory especially in Westmeath it's a very difficult place to come and get a victory out of something very similar to the Carlo Antrim game um, but I do think I do think Kerry will be I think both teams will probably be disappointed I think Kerry would be disappointed they didn't come away with the victory but I think Westmeath knowing that they had it on home turf and probably came toe to toe with Kerry considering that they are the league champions will be disappointed in that as well and I suppose it wasn't a loss for either team either no. so at least they're getting points these, out of it these points in the draw games could become so vital. crucial they could be vital in the end like we've seen it last year as well like the, the draw matches became I think it was was it in for relegation in the championship last year in the senior championship I think the draw matches were proven yeah. like so critical and you know Dub- like Dublin they, and Tipperary and that now I know the mm. they were all restructured etc leagues etc yeah. but yeah points are vital especially when it comes down to it right in group one then in the table because there's only the one game on this weekend and that is Kilkenny and Cork so group one currently has Kilkenny at the top of the table with three points and Dublin down at the bottom Cork and Galway haven't played any games yet Kilkenny and Cork are on this weekend and then the games doesn't start then until That's the 10th well. yeah I was going to find that strange because yeah. um, why were they not playing the same weekend yeah I don't know and the rest of them are all the 27th the 10th and the 24th and they're playing one another but I don't know maybe it's to do with ladies football rounds or something that yeah, not to happen clashing yeah. etc I can't answer the question because I honestly don't know but in group 2 then we have uh, Derry on top with 3 points after their win and 
Bertram and Carlo with a point apiece obviously no scoring difference there either and Wexford currently uh, at the foot of the table there with that loss to Derry in the first game and Meath are atop of the table then with three points Kerry and West Meath with a point apiece and Leash then at the bottom of the table and Meath with a plus 28 point score difference Mm -hmm. uh, ahead of the next lot of games as well so that really is important for their contribution going in right did I see that there was junior matches on the weekend there was Wicklow and Cavan was playing in uh, Avondale GAA and that was in group one of the Premier Junior All-Ireland Championship and it was victory for Cavan 720 to 1-9 over Wicklow but Wicklow are a developing county at the minute and they're progressing and they're trying so um, great to see them taking part in it but again Cavan racking up a big score there and talking about racking up big scores Armagh who will have been dis- bitterly disappointed not to have bet Carlo in the league final had a huge win over Mayo at the weekend 324 to 6 points and Limerick having an even bigger victory over Offaly 5-11 to 1-5 there's huge scores being put mm-hmm. up in the junior championship already Clare in group 3 had a big victory over Louth 4-17 to 3 points while Tyrone and Roscommon was very close Tyrone won 10 Roscommon 2-9 so that I make it is a 2 point victory for Ross Common in that one so a good start for the Rossies there and in the table in group one Cavan on top as we said with three points there's only three teams in this group so Tipperary haven't played yet Wicklow down at the bottom of the table group two there is four teams in it Armagh and Limerick are top Armagh just on score difference on top of the table at the minute and Offaly and Mayo yet to score and the same then in group three Clare is on top of the table uh, Ross Common with three points Clare with three points but Clare just on top with a plus 26 score difference at the minute in that one so the Glen Dimplex Senior Championship would get underway this weekend and Kilkenny are not playing because they have uh, a boy this weekend yes because they're not playing until the 10th of June actually so Group 1 is starting that bit earlier Anya Galway and Cork getting underway a repeat of the league final a couple of weeks ago this game is in Kenny Park in Athen Roy it has a 5pm throw in how do you see this one going a big game to start the senior championship a huge game to start the senior championship usually we see these the that the, the very last game like we had a great absolute ding dong of a battle against Kilkenny and Galway last year in their group you know to decide who was going to top the group on that but you know Cork and Galway in this you'd have to fancy Galway I think they're just proving that they're just slightly slightly above uh, the pack there very slightly above the pack there at the moment um, and I think they will should come out with a victory in that it's going to be a humdinger of a game it certainly is Down and Clare is the next one that's on in Leitrim Fontenoy's in Down so Clare having to travel up to the Northern County there and Down it's hard to know because I mean they had a great start to last year's championship yeah. mm. Um didn't have the best of league formats but league formats as we know doesn't always bring into championship and championship brings out the best in teams Clare had a great start to the league campaign beating Kilkenny and then they faltered (laughs) they fell away you know and then they had a decent enough Munster championship they got into the Munster final played Tipperary Mm -hmm. I think it was in the Munster final 
and Tipperary won it fairly comfortable so like Clare was really up and down this season Yeah it's hard to know like you kind of worry like do, did Clare just have their game of the year like and you know that's it and I think it's a very tough task to have to go up to down and play down and I think you're right down probably didn't have they probably had a very much a mediocre to poor uh, league campaign but you know in saying that having to go to down playing them in their own backyard in the first round of the championship I, I'd be worried um, you know I, if, if I was player you know, you're going to have to really be on top of your game you can't just be you can't just go out there and not have a good day at the office so I'm, I'm going to slightly pip down on that one OK and I know it's early days yet but there is two teams to come out of group one obviously in the senior championship so out of the four teams Cork, Galway, Clare and Down who's the two teams you fancy coming out of it? Cork and Galway without a doubt OK well that's straight up off the bat yeah. as we say there is no matches in group two because they are not starting until the 10th of June and we're not going to preview them yet but we are going to move on to group three because there is games starting this weekend and Antrim and Limerick are going to start off with group three that game is down for Dunloy with a 3pm throw in on a Saturday afternoon Limerick have struggled a little bit yeah. Antrim have been Okay, yeah, you know, but they have had a couple of injuries. We know that um, you know Roshi McCormack hasn't been available for them because she got injured with DCU in the uh, the Ashbourne Cup, etc. I'm assuming she's going to be okay now, and Antrim are going to be back up to full strength. So, can Limerick upset the apple cart in Dunloy, or is Antrim going to get their first win under the belt and start the championship off with a bang? Yeah, I think you'd have to be like kind of looking at Antrim in this again. Limerick having to travel up to. Antrim it's going to be a tough task for them and I think you know Antrim got off to a really good start in the All-Ireland Championship last year but I think they were unlucky maybe not to make it to the knockout stages last year I think it was a one game they slipped up on so they know that they need to kind of push the boat out a bit so I would be going for Antrim in this one Well they, they have been pushing their, their abouts in it um, you never know this could be the season to break out of it yeah. um, I think there is potentially okay I'm going to look at this in a minute but anyway the next last no there is only four teams in the group as well There's a, the way I'm looking at it is different Offaly and Waterford are going to play one another in Banagher mm-hmm. at the weekend and it is going to be five o'clock throw in there on Saturday evening. Waterford has been okay, League One B winners, you yeah. know, disappointing monster campaign, yeah. I would think, for themselves. You know, losing out to Tipperary in the uh, yeah. the semi final, having beaten Cork, Cork yeah. in the, the quarterfinals, etc. So can they produce the goods? I mean, we know Offaly have been struggling for a while. Is mm. this going to be a one-way traffic affair? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, you kind of have to look at Waterford. OK, yes, they had a good league campaign. OK, no, they didn't probably progress into the Munster Championship, as you said, where they'd like to be. But I do think that Waterford are certainly eyeing that one step further than they got last year. They were in an All-Ireland semi-final. They're going to want to produce the goods and try and get further. Beating Cork in the Munster Championship they maybe lose the run of themselves a bit and probably think that they had the Munster the Munster Championship won in total maybe they've probably been grounded a little bit from that they've had a couple of weeks now to kind of regather themselves regroup themselves Um, so I would be expecting a good victory for Washford there and that was only the first loss that they've had all year so out of that group Obviously, we're not going to touch on the Kilkenny group because they're not starting yet. But out of Group 3, Waterford, Limerick, Antrim and Offaly, two teams to qualify out of that. Who's it going to be? Waterford. That's one. And I'm going to go Antrim. Okay. <laughs> You're all looking at me as if I have 10 heads here. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I would actually agree with you on that. Yeah, I think so. I think Waterford and Antrim. Like, it's... 
it's a decent group if we're to be honest about it it is a decent group to be playing in yeah it certainly is I'm I'm seeing nothing <laughs> at all at all no I, I do agree with you on yeah. a lot of them I'm, uh, I can't see anything wrong with it to be fair right there was a couple of games played in the under 16 All-Ireland Shield competition last weekend Waterford was up against Leash and it was a very tight affair and our own Liz Dempsey was refereeing that one it ended up Waterford 2-8 which is 14 points Talisha's 13 points so a 1 point victory for Waterford in that game while Antrim had a very nice victory over Offaly 2-10 to 1-8 to put Antrim on top of the table there on 9 points Offaly in 2nd on 6 and then we have Leash, Clare, Waterford and Dublin all on 3 points each and there's 4 teams going to qualify out of this for the All-Ireland semi-final the games have stopped currently for the exam break um, in that so that's going to be a very 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 tight affair to see who's going to come out of it and if I'm not mistaken and I'm just checking here that was oh no we had one other game on the weekend and that was in group A of the under 16 uh, B All-Ireland Championship and that was Kildare versus Ross Common, and a very impressive victory for Kildare on that one 5-12 to 6 points and that was the only game that was played in that one which means that Kildare after two games played are top of the table currently uh, with 6 points Ross Common then coming in second place with 6 points after two uh, after three games played so Roscommon and Carroll with three games played each Kerry Mayo and Kildare with two games played there's five teams in that group and as we said earlier in the other groups in uh, group B there's also five teams in this but that has been stopped as well for the exam break so Derry and Down on top of the table there and obviously Ryan A as we all know is definitely stopped and currently Kilkenny still sitting bottom of that table with three games played it's Cork on top of the table with nine points Galway in second on seven Tipperary in third with four Limerick in fourth with three points and then Wexford with two points and Kilkenny with no points yet from three games played so it's going to be tough for Kilkenny to come uh, away with something out of that but there's still time there's points available there is two more matches to play that is six points that is available so they could still qualify for a semi all-earned semi-final spot in it and those games won't resume until I think the first weekend in July if I'm not mistaken 2nd of July I think I think it's somewhere around that yeah Um, so yeah look it's been uh, it's been fascinating it's um there's a lot of talk happening um, etc I'm I'm going to bring it up and I'm going to get shot for doing this but I'm going to do it anyway um, it makes no difference <laughs> to me right I mean everybody has been talking about integration lately and how well things are going to work when it comes to fixtures scheduling etc so Carlo was playing in the Joe McDonough Cup final uh, last weekend against Offaly and that was fixed for 4.45 in Crow Park Carlo was down to play Antrim in the Intermediate All-Ireland Championship and the game was moved to a slightly earlier time or right to accommodate. It was fixed for three o'clock, right, in a hoggle. But a match at three o'clock, you're not finishing that game at inter-county level till quarter past four at the earliest, if you're lucky. By the time you're on the road and the whole lot and even to have a quick shower, you're looking at a quarter to five start 
be on the road to get out of a hoggle to potentially get to Crow Park maybe for the second half and as all I've been listening to lately is integration integration and what it would do but like we have a chance here at the minute to prove that there can be cooperation between all of the associations when it comes to ladies football to Camogie and TLGFA when it comes to fixtures like that but in all fairness I mean we've had this discussion before when it comes to Kilkenny and Camogie games clashing with hurling games Mm -hmm. etc why can this not be sorted out now why does everybody have to say well we need integration to sort this problem out why can't the people at the table sit down have a chat and get something like this sorted out because to be fair there's brothers there's sisters involved the sisters have brothers playing etc you know the brothers might want to go and see the sisters play as they did with the league there's obviously cousins etc playing in both teams and it's not going to be possible to go to both venues so is integration going to solve all this issue or are we still going to be talking about the same fixtures problem if it does happen eventually and we've heard the president of the Camogie Association saying that she would expect a vote to happen on integration before she finishes her term of office at Congress next April. <laughs> I'm asking the question and it's a serious question. And I know and we really need to get somebody in here who's going to give me an agenda of what we're going to discuss on the on this podcast going forward. Um there's no such thing as an agenda, it just happens. I who are you telling? <laughs> I 100% agree with what you're saying like it is like regardless of whether regardless of whether you have brothers or sisters playing with Carlo Camogie or Carlo Hurling that was a big day for Carlo Hurling it really was and you know I'm sure all the Carlo Camogie team would have loved to have been there to support them Um, in saying that you're right it's not going to be as smooth sailing as everybody thinks it's going to be there's going to be things that we're going to have to iron out in relation to this integration but you know there's going to, there has to be a lot of talk I'd love to and I don't know so I'd love to know like have people actually sat down together in fixtures and maybe kind of done up like a, a rough plan of how things are going to be you know sorted out like has I don't know if it has I'm just saying, I'm asking the question, have they? Is that maybe an option that they could do first to maybe see? Because that is going to be one big massive area of the integration. Yeah. And let's be honest, when it does happen, because I do honestly think it is going to happen. Um, And we don't know when it comes to fixtures change, like whether the the game in Crow Park was asked to be changed. Obviously, that's down to GEA and uh, television rights and, you know, Mm -hmm. when that can be played, etc. And then you have the Camogie and obviously Mm -hmm. Carlo then has to travel to Antrim, which is a fair amount of journey. So you don't want to be having girls on the road yeah. too early either but as all I'm listening to online and on the commentary and the whole lot and this is not putting anyone in bad press or anything I'm asking a simple question that all along and all over the weekend it was integration is going to solve this problem the yeah. sooner that all the associations get under the one umbrella this is all going to be magically fixed etc my question is why does it need integration to happen if a clash like this can happen surely to God people can sit down at the table and I'm not saying it didn't happen I'm Mm. asking a simple question that if there's a clash like this that surely to God the counties can be accommodated and it's not only Carlo it's all counties Mm -hmm. you know when it comes to this kind of a situation and sit down and try and solve the problem yeah because it's very unfair if you have a brother playing in basically an All-Ireland final because the Joe McDonough Cup is an All-Ireland final it's very important to those teams that's in it obviously 
Carlo Camogie and etc other teams are starting out and they are all Ireland series Yeah. so both games are very important to each one and it's very unfair that the girls can't go and watch the brothers play and it's very unfortunate that the brothers then can't go and watch the sisters, the sisters play yeah yeah like it is going to have to they are going to have to work on us but I do think it's not just about like the fixtures committee alone I think there's an awful lot that goes into like you know when matches are on and you just basically you know briefly touched on it there obviously there has to be to do with TV rights with media and things like that as well so it's not just a case of like both teams just coming together no, and deciding no, no, no. oh we'll change this match now because such and such yeah, there's a lot a of factors there is be, an awful yeah. lot of things like and I suppose it's not really just going to come down to just the Camogie Association just the LGFA and the GA to kind of join together it, they're not going to be just the, the the factor of how matches and fixtures are going to be changed I think they do have to bring in the media point from it as well like to see like mm-hmm. what exactly scheduling is going to be going on you know per se for the next couple of months or whatever the yeah. case may be is but you're right like I do think maybe starting out I think to start simple start out easy maybe pick the likes of we'll say the Senior Camogie Championship the Senior Ladies Gaelic Football Championship and the Men's Senior Hurling and Senior Football Championship and maybe work around that see what you can do there because if you throw everything in and do it all at once it's not going to work you kind of nearly have to you know send out the feelers and you know do yeah. like um, what's that word give me that word that you use you know brainstorming brainstorming it's not that word it'll come to me in a few minutes you have to throw it you know throw it out and maybe see if this is going to work first before you know you move it on and you kind of divulge it to everyone else you're not getting what I'm saying I'm not getting no. it no what is that word oh this my god this is the managerial part coming out no it's not a plan it's not a plan it's kind of like Oh, I can't think of it. But basically, we're going to. If we have, I, I don't know what I'm. Tra- I, I know what I'm trying to say, but I just can't think of the word. But basically, we need people do need to sit around a table, start off, and it's in my head. Start off, and it's not a draft plan. It's not a draft plan. If you have, oh my god, I have it in my head, and I can't think about it. I cannot think the Anyway, word. I'm going to say something while you're thinking of this because when it comes to fixtures uh, and I know how difficult it is and this is not an easy part because obviously you have so many matches to play in such a short time frame that it may not be possible to move fixtures etc or to accommodate everything. My only point on this was that all of the commentary over the weekend was saying that integration was going to solve all of the problems when it came to fixtures congestion or the same thing that happened at the weekend that Carlo was in Crow Park for a quarter to five and the Carlo Camogie women was playing their game at three o'clock in Antrim and it wasn't going to be potentially possible to see all of the game and I for one don't think that integration is going to solve these problems straight away. It will eventually, I think, when it gets better planning together and to see if we can sort fixtures out but... um, it's certainly something that needs to be looked at going forward because the GAA is all about where we all belong. That is their ethos. We all belong with our families. We all belong with our clubs. We all belong with our counties. It's important that everybody gets to support one another. It's important that our females get support from the males. It's important that the males get support from the females. Etc. Pilot. There you go. <laughs> Pilot. There's the word I was looking for. Pilot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean now. <laughs> 
they need <laughs> I was listening to what you were saying but what I was trying to say is they need to do some sort of a pilot like we're doing with that you know this so-called four day a week work yes. thing they're running a pilot for it on a smaller scale I think that's what they need to start doing but they could start doing that now but that's my point like yes. you know people exactly can get pilot. to do things the pilot is the word of God it took so long I was waiting for this to come along so I was and then all of a sudden it's like an epiphany it, it appears Google is my best friend <laughs> But no, look, and this is not putting anyone in bad light either before anyone thinks it is. Yeah. And we're not we're not criticising anybody. It's just, I'm, like, I'm fed up. I don't know about you. I'm fed up listening to people. And a lot of these people don't know the ins and outs of organisations because you're within a club. Yeah. I'm within the county, etc. We know how each works. We know the difficulties is there with trying to find pitches, time allocations, weekends to try and play matches, yeah. to get match officials to volunteers go and do matches, volunteers, matches. Yeah. you name it. We know how difficult it is for all organisations to get. And just coming along and saying that integration is going to solve all these problems in the one go with the stroke of a pen. I, I don't know I'm just it, it just drives me demented and, and I totally get what you're saying and like and I am like I definitely am for integration and so am I I, yeah. I have to say that so am I. I I'm certainly for it but I do think they need to maybe like it's not going to work overnight like we all know that and it is going to like if they sign it on the dotted line in the morning it doesn't say that on Wednesday morning everything is going to be you know great and we're I'd all, love if that was the case done. you know like it is going to take a couple of like if integration comes in at the end of this year it is going to take potentially three four years for it to be potentially smooth sailing um, there is going to be an awful lot of work that has to go into it but I do think they should probably start looking at doing the bulk of the behind the scenes work get your pilot yeah, going quickly get, get your pilot going um, you know getting that done as soon as possible and you know making it and making it I suppose getting it out there more to clubs like I know like we it was kind of maybe mentioned recently about getting feedback from clubs for you know what their thoughts and processes yep. were on it and that's absolutely fine like but like, I do think it needs to be kind of maybe engaged at more at more I think like clubs need to become involved more in the integration process because like is it going to be a thing where they're literally going to be told like in the morning right we're doing it and that's it when well we're still in the listening phase at the minute yeah. it's gone through both the heads of the three associations First of all, it then twinkled down to the provincial councils. It then went to the county boards. Everyone had to submit their submissions. Um, And I think even Wexford was at putting through a fairly decent submission because I think they were the one of the the counties that was actually asked for the pilot Mm. um, to see how it was going with it. Yeah. and now it's down to the clubs yeah. to see what they think that needs to be moving forward, etc. And all these things are probably still coming up mm. week after week and, you know, clashes, etc. It's just the commentary around integration and lads and people and girls and fellas online and Twitter. And I know there are people out there that haven't a bloody clue how mm-hmm. one part of an organisation works to the other and they just throw their top and support in. It's not as easy as it sounds. No, it's certainly not as easy as it sounds. And listen, I think even when it does happen, I do think you're still, we are still going to have clashes as well with matches. And that's just unfortunate the way it is because, you know, the way the season is run, you really are down to, there is a very short time frame to get all of these matches As the fella says, lot. you can't put a square peg through a round hole. That's absolutely correct. And on that note, I think it's just about time that we finish up for 
episode 17 here with ourselves on Come On Kind. Unless you have anything else that you'd like to discuss or throw at me since I'm nearly always the one that's throwing stuff at you. No, I'm still in shock that I couldn't think of my word. Five letter word and I couldn't think of it. If you think, if you'd think of the aeroplane and you know the pilot above it and no pilot or whatever and you know, yeah, crash landed. Yeah, crash landed. Crash landed is right. Anyway, my thanks to all of our guests this evening. My thanks to Mary Holden who was in earlier, and as we say, we reiterate it. We wish her the very best of luck in her retirement as well as she finishes at the school semester, being the principal of Skull Breeda in uh, Paulstown. So well done, to Mary. My thanks to Kevin. Cummins as well for taking the phone call and discussing things for Coon Muckalee School. Also to Shem Kelly who was on to discuss things for the intermediate etc. We hope to have a chat to chap clear the next time and see how Carlo are going because we know that they had a very good win over Antrim. We will chat to him about that the next day and about the next game as well that they are going to play. Um, well done to all of our school winners again to Clara, to Coon Muckalee, to St Aidan's in Kilmana, to Paulstown Gore Bridge and to Moonin Row as well. It was a fantastic day yesterday. You were all brilliant. You done your schools, your clubs, your families, yourselves. Everybody so so proud. And we all here at KCLR wish you the very best of luck with the remainder of the year and with your club competitions as well. And we're delighted to be associated with it. But from myself and a very tired producer and co-host here in the studio, I think we're all tired at this stage. It's time to say good night. Goodbye. Keep listening. It's available. Oh, I should say the podcast is available every week wherever you get your podcast from. So don't forget to get in, subscribe, or click that bell when the podcast goes live and you'll always get a notification. And until next week, where we will be having a chat about the Glendimplex All Ireland Senior Championship for Kilkenny starting on the 10th of June, along with many other things for myself and Anya in the studios here in KCLR. It's a very goodbye from us until next week. Bye. Thanks, bye. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmy. Oh,